0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Unhinged Biz Podcast. In this one, we are going to be meeting an OBM, a world traveler, one of my good biz besties. Her name's Ariana, and basically you're going to hear a lot of our normal (laughs) day-to-day chatter that we do on Voxer just, you know, brought into... Your ears, and I think this conversation was really interesting because I thought that I knew where it was going to go, and then it did not do that. It went somewhere totally um, different and in a good way because I am a big advocate of you know having business friends and a network that you can lean on when needed, and. This was just a really good example of the benefits of that. So keep listening. Find out what big Santa energy is. Learn about how we're in our wealthy woman era and all of those good things. I can't wait for you to dive in. So you're about to go to Ireland and I'm going to pretend I'm not, you know, extremely jealous of you because I... I'm sure I've got something cool going on here. But <laughs> when you take your trips, I really just feel like I want to be a fly on the wall. Or not a fly on the wall, because you're out and venturing. There are no walls. <laughs> but you know, I want to be like a little keychain on your backpack because mm-hmm. I I have never been to a lot of places that you've been. And when we were talking about being <laughs> being unhinged in our business. Right. I feel like the thing that I would say is your unhinged quality is the fact that you just go and take these trips <laughs> all the time. And to me, that seems crazy because I'm like, how do you do this? I, how do you like, you just go and you go solo trips sometimes and mm-hmm. you do the, the house sitting stuff. And like, I don't know. I I was originally I was going to ease into this conversation of like what's unhinged that you do but like it's just that is on my mind that that's what it is unique about how you run your business to like how most of us do. What do you have to say about that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny timing that you bring this up now because I just had an inspiration yesterday about a new blog series that I want to start where it's like the things I do when I should have been working or I could have been working. And so on Monday, I I took the day and I went two hours into deep into Massachusetts and visited a friend who I haven't seen in a few months. And she had a new baby. Like I just spent the whole day snuggling this baby, catch up with my friend, like being Ah. intentional, spending like quality time with another human. And I was like driving home in the pouring rain. And I was like, oh yeah, it's a Monday. Like I in like my past life, I would have been working and I would have not been able to do this experience. And so it's one of those things where it's like, this is why I created my business. And this is one of my versions of success to me. Like, that's how I define success. Like it's not necessarily that I have a million dollars or i like totally booked out or whatever, but it's like that I can afford to spend time with my loved ones and be intentional and like unplug on a mm-hmm. random Monday if I want to. And just something that fills me up and so it's like fun to be able to like actually live that in practice and and you know follow the advice I give my own clients of like what is your most aligned business like what do you want out of your business and then it's like oh yeah Ariana you got to do it for yourself too like you gotta yeah like you have to you have to live what you talk so yeah it's pretty cool
0: yeah do you ever have guilt that you have to like tell to take a hike (laughs) when you do stuff like that
1: all the time. And it was especially bad mm-hmm. at the beginning of my journey because I started off as a virtual assistant. And that role mm-hmm. in a team is innately you're available all the time because, like, you are the assistant, you are the one that's helping make someone else's life easier. And I loved that role. I loved the, how I got to support someone and really show someone that someone could show up for them. And also, I was like, ooh, this is not quite in alignment with how I want to live my life because. Mm-hmm. I had all that guilt. I was like, oh, like if I take a vacation or if I unplug or if I don't respond to an email at 10 p.m., like yeah. then I am not doing my job properly. So, yeah. And the transition from employee mentality to business owner mentality was a huge thing. Like, it's just a huge topic that I could like spiral on and on and on about. I won't, but I could. And so oh, it's just taken, yeah, it's just taken some time to like unravel that and be like, oh, yeah. I Obviously, I created this business for a reason. And so it's finding the services and finding the clients that align best with how I want to show up in, in the world, in my personal life, and in my work life.
0: I mean, we can get down this rabbit hole of the mindset shift because I think that that's something that I've been really noticing a lot, especially when I've had some B2C clients lately that... When we're talking about how to sell the offers to a consumer that might be a business owner, but also just might be a mom who's struggling with a problem or a, you know, I'm trying to think of literally any job. I can't think of any, I don't know, someone who works at a coffee shop who, you know, who could use this offer. So (laughs) it's, it's a little bit different. And, and this, the mindset of spending money is a little bit different too, I've noticed. Mm -hmm. And so like, you can say, oh, I charge $3,000 for this thing. And to another business owner, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to make that money back if I do that. So, you know, that's, that makes sense. But if you're selling something to a consumer who does not own a business, they're like, are you fucking kidding me? $3,000. And so the mindset, like the pricing mindset, I think is something that we all had to overcome if we are not super comfortable in the, especially online business industry, but you know what I'm saying? And so that was step one for me to be like, oh, I can charge these rates because I'm running a business. I need to make money. And also These people who are paying me will make it back quickly because I'm going to help them sell more stuff. And so that's the piece of the mindset that really I struggled with personally. But like, I think you have a different perspective on the mindset shift because for me as an employee, I was always like, I I hate these rules. I don't want to do them. This is stupid. (laughs) And that's why I was a bad one. That's (laughs) why I was a bad employee. But... But yeah, tell me your experience about being an employee and then realizing, like, oh, I don't have to ask anybody if I can do this.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, I want to take it back a little bit further because I have this distinct memory when I got my first iPhone in college and I was part of some clubs and some activities. And I'm walking from my dorm room to my class of the day and I'm on my phone. I'm looking at emails, I'm responding to like inquiries and to like club members and I called my mom later on that day and I'm like, Oh my God, I can be doing this stuff as I go to class. And that was the start of my like always available personality. Like it it became part of like who I was of like, just being Mm. always available and never having boundaries around my time. Or this is my personal time. This is my work time. And so that translated into jobs and that translated into, I was in the film and TV industry for a little while. And that is hugely praise on that or not praise on, but like, enjoys that kind of person that's just like whatever you need I will just do this and so when I left the industry I knew that there was something unaligned with that and also I didn't know how to get myself out of that because I'm like oh I'm a business owner like I get to do whatever I want and then I'm working with someone that's like oh I need x y and z and I'm like I will jump as high as you tell me to to jump so it's taken me a long time to like kind of get into this and I think part of that's imposter syndrome for me it's like Oh, I'm I'm not skilled enough to be able to have these own boundaries or like, I'm grateful that they're just working with me. And it's like, wait, actually, no, like I, I know what I'm doing. I'm really good at what I do. And by me setting these boundaries protects my energy, protects my, my protects me from burning out so that I can serve more people. So yeah, it's just been like a really interesting, like progression of, oh yeah, I don't have to respond to that email until tomorrow morning when I'm back in the office. Like I can just like, let that sit nothing's burning down overnight like it's fine.
0: Yeah, I really like talking to people who feel the urge to do all the things cuz that's not my in that's not like my personality at all and I want to see how few things I can get done in a day <laughs> whereas someone else wants to get <laughs> as many things checked off as possible. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I think it's I think that's kind of the that's something that has been coming up a lot lately, though, too, is we can tend to shame people who want to do all the things like it's a bad thing. And if and it's only a bad thing if it's harming that person, I think. But so it was not feeling good for you to be doing all the things and to always be available and to respond at 10 p.m., which was a a red flag, like I need to do something different. But for somebody who is fueled by doing all that stuff and being everywhere and like they love that, that's great. And we don't need to be shaming them. I think that I think everybody needs boundaries in some kind of way, but we can't assume that boundaries go. It's not a one size fits all for everybody. Like, you know, like for me. I've heard people say, you know, in, oh my gosh, in emails, they'll be like, I respond within 48 business hours or whatever. I don't have anything like that because I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to respond. So I'm just not going to say when I Mm -hmm. do, you know, I know that I will. I just don't want to put, I don't want to put a label on it. (laughs) Mm. And so, but, but some people need that accountability, like the deadline to be able to know, okay, yeah, I said I was going to do this and like now I'm going to do it. So, (laughs) What are some boundaries that you feel like have really helped you that you had to put in place?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Well, the first one is like, you know, sometimes I work at night, but I I either like schedule Mm -hmm. the emails to go out during my business hours, or I, you know, like fully send the email the next day because like, I want to work at night, but I don't want my clients to expect me to be working at night. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, it's mostly just like changing the expectations around the work I provide. So I'm fairly clear in my contracts, in my agreements with people like where, like what hours I typically work, when I'm most available, like how the turnaround times are gonna be for projects or responses or lead times, because I want to be super crystal clear with them so that they don't get an assumption that I work around the clock or I work, you know, whatever. But to your point from earlier, like businesses are not one size fits all. And that's another unhinged thing that like I really step into of, there are so many marketing people that say like, just do this formula. Like, here's this formula, do this. And you're going to make six figures in three minutes. Like, here yes. you go. And, in three and, minutes. Yeah. In three minutes. Like you just, you, you plug in your, whatever your copy. And then all of a sudden you're going to make all this money. And I'm like, that's not true for everybody. It's the exception to the rule or it's your, experience because of whatever you did behind the scenes before that like you didn't talk about the three years lived in your van or whatever like it's not it's not a one-size-fits all and that same you know goes back to boundaries also I never will shame like any va that wants to be on call all the time like some people yeah. love that and and that is like wonderful and we need people like that I knew very quickly that that just wasn't my life path anymore because of how I wanted to live my life and so being able to like be more intentional about the clients I sign on, being more intentional about creating offers that really excite me and make me want to get up and do my job and also provide so much benefit for, for my clients. I just knew there was other ways I was able to do my work and it's been fun to like play with that and, and see, and boundaries mm. change, right? Like if they change client to client yeah. or they change project to project. You know, if they're paying more or like you have this like higher higher tier offer, like maybe the boundaries of, of timing are a little bit more flexible because you're like, oh, like this is, you know, we're in the momentum at 10 PM and, and we want to kind of keep this going. It's not one size fits all. It's kind of like the boilerplate yeah. of it and it can change all the time.
0: Yeah, I think that's so true. Yeah, I definitely wasn't saying that you would shame anybody, but I've just, <laughs> I've noticed it lately, like yes, that that has been a thing. It's kind of like, it's kind of just like you can not ever do anything right. So, you know, if you work too much, you're workaholic. If you don't work enough, you're lazy. If you take the day off, you will never make six figures. If you work seven days a week, you're uh, an idiot because you shouldn't be doing that because you could, you know, (laughs) so, right. so there's all these other, you're always going to have somebody saying that you're doing the wrong thing. It's, 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 I've mentioned this, many times in other episodes or other episodes and other podcasts I've been on where I'm like I'm always gonna make the or I'm always gonna feel some kind of way about the other decision that I didn't Mm. make so I just have to pick whichever one feels like I can live with it
1: (laughs) right absolutely yeah like it's the hustle culture being rebranded as this boss babe and I I see it and Mm. like you know some people really want to just Hustle, 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 and do all that stuff. And that's fine. But I don't resonate with the energy of shaming people because they're not doing enough or they're doing too much or all the things you just said. It's like everyone creates their journey or creates their business for a different purpose and their definitions of success are different.
0: And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we on a my episode I recorded with Ashley King, who's another OBM. She and I were talking about formulas and like here's the answer. (laughs) And if you follow this, whatever, then you will be successful. And I would, yeah, I'd love to know if you have any experience with applying any of those types of things, or if you have never bought into them or whatever, because I'm somebody who likes to, I'm just very curious and I just want to test it and see if it works for me. And if it does amazing, if not, maybe it wasn't the right thing maybe it's me. I don't know, but I'm all about, I just love testing things out. So have you ever purchased like a course or a roadmap type situation where it's like, do this, you will win. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I think I've purchased a lot of the courses and, and that's kind of where I'm at now of like, why I'm so vocal about my beliefs now because it's like mm. the way that they are marketed is again, it's like this, like easy peasy, you're just going to implement it and it's going to be all great. And I've never felt that when I've done the things like I've done the processes, it either feels super unaligned, super, not what mm-hmm. feels resonant in my energy or for my business, or they like hype it up to this point And then I get the content and I'm like, I just paid nine, 99 99 for this, like, wh- what, what did I pay for? It's like, it, I, yeah, the things that I have bought, either I've never finished because it's like, mm. oh, like this is like not what I thought it was gonna be, or they just haven't worked for me because something that's frequently missed is you need to have an audience. Like mm. you have to have some kind of warm audience so you can have all the things in place but if you don't have anyone you're speaking to, or like, like the, the programs work for these people because they've done other things or they've had other businesses and they have like followers or people that like the things that they do and will always buy from them. And so it's like, you know, me talking to my hundred followers on Instagram, like, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, what, what is this? Like, there's, you, you need to have more initiation for that, or you need to have like more of a warm up or buildup or
0: momentum. Like,
1: momentum like they, they're missing that audience piece I think for a lot of these
0: pieces mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's very tempting I think another I think another thing that gets fucked up when you're when you're selling a you know roadmap to your next 10k month or whatever it's like well first of all there's always nuances yes there's always like different elements that 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 specific person it just might not be a good fit for whatever reason or it won't work for them because of blah 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 but there's also when you have these roadmaps I think that it's it seems like all you have to do is plug and play these strategies and then congrats on your 10k month (laughs) and I'm like okay this person has to have something to sell That they can sell the right quantity to get to 10k and also i'm just using 10k as an example but you you know what i mean they Mm -hmm. have to have a thing to sell they have to have an audience to sell it to and then you get the the plan or the strategy or the map or whatever and it's like oh this is a shit ton of work this is gonna take Uh (laughs) some actual work and if i'm working Uh, with clients right now and i don't necessarily have the capacity i mean they always say like you can make time for stuff that you you know so like fine it's not impossible but when they see the work that actually does go into it you're like oh yeah okay so i'm gonna earn that 10k like it's (laughs) not (laughs) it's not like a magic lamp situation and do those situations exist yeah maybe Maybe people get lucky once in a while, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I had no audience, and I had a great launch." Okay, amazing. I feel so happy for them. Absolutely. Um,
1: More power to them. Yeah. But yeah, I think. Fantastic. yeah. Yeah, but it's like a game of chutes and ladders. Some people climb up the ladder and they're they get to the end and they're great. Other people just slide back down to the beginning, and it's like. There, yeah. There's no guarantees. And so when marketers talk in guarantees, that's when they lose me now because I'm like, you can't, you don't know. You don't know the back end of someone's business. And so the way yeah. I have started to work with people is like, I, I do those roadmaps, but I do it with your business actually in mind. So it's like, where are you now? Where do you want to go? What are all the steps we need to go to get to that point? It's not going to be an overnight success. It could be a year in the making depending on your energy levels, depending on your, You know what else you have going on in your life, but we can map out actionable steps together to get to that point. And it's not, Mm -hmm. again, it goes back to like, not a one size fits all. You cannot have something, well, okay, you can, but if the person on the other end that buys the thing does not understand how to actually map out their own path, it's gonna be lost on deaf ears because they wanted someone to do it for them or to do it with them. Yeah. and they're not getting that. They're just getting the template and they're like, "Oh shit, now what do I do with this thing?"
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's there's a couple gaps that need that need filling. And as a as somebody who writes <laughs> things that sell things, I am very cautious not to say it'll take you it'll only take you, you know, Four weeks to see results. I have no idea if that's true or you know you'll like this program will pay itself pay for itself by Monday or whatever you know, and right. so you you can you can use those types of phrases, but it's more like with the tangible things that they're going to actually do inside the program, and then that is a really good way of painting that picture for them. So they're like, okay, I understand when I get in here, I'm going to be able to, you know, be part of a student community, which is led by, you know, judgment-free, you know, whatever. Like, okay, great. So I can envision myself in there. And then, oh, in, in week three, I'm just imagining like a group program or something, but I'm like, oh, in week three, I'll be able to pull up that launch strategy and start filling in the information, you know, and like that type of stuff that's real that they actually are going to be doing as long as they're engaging with the program. That is a much more realistic sales strategy, in my opinion. And I, I get very nervous about saying anything promising sales or or money. People do it. I don't think it's necessarily like a bad thing. I just get nervous about it because Mm -hmm. I don't want people to come back and be like, you said I was going (laughs) to, you know, and it's like, okay, well, that's just, it's, it's not possible to, unless, unless if somebody comes back and says, I didn't make my money back and you're prepared to say, okay, I'll refund you. Mm. Okay, great. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's up to whoever is, whoever is selling the thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's just really interesting I because I, I'm somebody who's always looking for like the next thing. I want to know what people are up to. Mm. I want to try it for myself. I want to see what strategies are kind of like under the radar that are working. Yeah. Which leads me to what are you doing right now that has just been really working for you? And is anything that you're doing something that is like bluntly, blatantly against the <laughs> what is normally out there Mm. so
1: I don't know if this is like blatantly against what's out there but I've stopped speaking to the masses um and I feel like that's like kind of you know people are saying like oh like expand your network like get more followers on Instagram like get more followers on TikTok but I've just kind of stopped speaking to the masses because it feels like Okay. I have a caveat. So people say like, speak to one person so that you like know the people that you're speaking to, but they also want it to be palatable for a wide variety. Like it's like a speak to one person and also make it applicable to 18 other different subcategories. And so I've really been conscientious about like expanding my network. So I have realized about Mm -hmm. myself that I'm a connector. I like to be connected to people and I like to connect other people to people that could support them in their journeys. And so I've just been really intentional about doing coffee chats and doing like connection calls and just hearing about people and hearing about their businesses. And I have found in my, you know, just being able to show up and give and support people, they have connections for me that turn into clients mm-hmm. or they, they're like, actually, can you help me with this thing? Because like, I know your journey, I know like what you've been through and I would love to work with you or, you know, whatever. And so being able to come from a place that is like, I'm not trying to, you know, get them into my circles that they buy from me. It's just, yeah, it's been more organic and more natural. And I don't have to talk to Jane Doe on TikTok in order for her to come buy my product. Like I'm talking to people that I actually care about and I care about their businesses and we have real relationships in the business world. So I think that's been kind of fun Mm -hmm. for me to play with and just see the success, like I feel better about what I'm doing. I'm actually helping people that I care about and seeing their business flourish is so exciting for me.
0: Yeah. I have talked about this on at least three, this is probably the third or fourth episode that I've done where I'm like, the common thread is, connecting with people who you would be friends with regardless if you had a business or not mm-hmm. um I feel like that has been such a cool theme that has, I've uncovered without I didn't even realize that was what was happening but that is it it's like you need those people who you would just you're naturally drawn to them and you just feel like okay I want you around. I want you in my life for some reason. And then those types of relationships have been the ones who have referred tons of clients to me personally. And I mean, I'm sure that's true for you too, but it just, it creates this web of connectivity. And I just feel like that is the, that, that's the future for me It's just more connections and relationships with people uh, that don't necessarily have to have an obvious benefit but the benefit for me is just having people to reach out to and that I could just quickly message and ask a question or that I could say like hey i feel like you said you were doing something like this i have someone who needs that and you know i mean i feel like i'm doing that kind of stuff weekly and it's awesome
1: And it just feels so good. (laughs) It feels so good. I'm like, yeah, this is so, it's so much fun. So like a formative experience for me about this is, have you ever watched Miracle on 34th Street? The Christmas movie? I think when
0: I was a little kid, I don't remember it though.
1: So yeah, our family watched it like every year. Like I'm obsessed. I love it. I love the newer Mm -hmm. version because it's in color and I don't like black and white very much because whatever. Anyway, so the the Santa at at the Kohl's department store started saying like, if, if we don't have it, I'll find the place that has it. Or like, if, if our price is more expensive, like I'll show you the place that you can get it that's cheaper. So whatever. And it's like, ah, like that energy just feels so giving and feels so like, it's like, yes, like I, I want to be able to like, if you need something that I can't do, I'm going to be like, Hey, I have this other person that can come in and do what you need because then you get the help and you get the support in your business. And Your business flourishes and then everyone around you just, it just comes up like the right, a rising tide rises, all ships or something like that. There's like this, like, yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just, I, I love it. I just think it's fun to be able to support people and connect people in however I can do that.
0: So you're going to be going into the next phase of your business with big Santa energy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think that makes, (laughs) I think that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean that, you know, I love a metaphor and you especially know, I love a TV slash movie reference. So yeah, I think that it's just, that's so helpful to envision like, you know, a concept. So yeah big santa energy is coming 2023 24 and i i really like that for so many reasons but when we are it, it just reminds me of this concept of when we are genuinely just trying to like be friends with people that we're drawn to it shows and then If you're just reaching out to someone because you're like, this person could benefit me or this person has a big audience that I should just be friends with them because of it or whatever that shows too. And I feel like there's, you know, it's like an energy exchange and it's the same thing. If you are lying about your personality in your copy or if your content or whatever it is that you're, that you're doing, people can tell. And even if they still buy the thing, I think that it there's a certain point where it'll plateau because mm. it's like okay I bought this thing and like now I'm in it and I'm like still something just feels weird and I don't know if I'll be buying from this person anymore because it just doesn't feel right have you ever experienced that yeah
1: I've experienced it on both ends actually so again something that I was kind of taught about marketing was like just pick a hundred people and just like cold reach out to them like hundred people that like you're you're kind of connected to or like like our friends of friends or people that you want to like work with or whatever. And so I did that. And like, that was mm. a little bit of a framework even up to like recently that I was like, okay, I'm going to try this thing again. Cause I was just trying to play with marketing tactics and like how to like reach out to people. And every single time it felt so gross. And I was mm. like, I don't even want them to buy it from me anymore because I'm disgusted. Like it felt so gross for me to even like put it out there like that. And so when I was Ooh. able to fully step into like, I'm not looking at this relationship for an ROI. I'm just wanting to see like what their business even is and like how to even refer clients to them. Like I I just wanted to help. I felt so much better about that. Mm-hmm. And I think I lost the thread of the question. Got on my
0: little. So. It was just like uh, so you've you've done something that you knew wasn't aligned with you and you felt it and so have you ever like bought something or like followed someone that you could just tell was not legit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: it was it was to the point where I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna buy this thing because like maybe they have this secret secret sauce that like I just, it feels weird for me because it's unfamiliar. And so then I, I bought mm. it and I was like, oh no, that gut instinct that I had was not because it was unfamiliar. It was because it was just not what I am going to be doing in my business. And again, like, it's not a judgment piece for me, like that it does work for some people. Some people have that charisma or they have that kind of energy where they're able to do the cold cells or whatever that tactic is for me and how I want to move in my business. It's just not for me.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of, well, I've experienced this a lot lately, but there's a lot of like fear around Pivoting and letting some things go and figuring out (laughs) what the offer is going to be. And then you don't sell it because you're like, I don't even know if this is the thing or if this is what I want to do. And, you know, and so have you pivoted your business lately that you were like, yeah, that was a good call? Yeah.
1: I, so coming from corporate and then going into being like a virtual assistant and project manager and now an OBM, like the kind of theme for a lot of those kinds of service providers is to get retainer clients and oh, mm-hmm. like having people like that's recurring that you just are with every, every month. And so when my last retainer client and I parted ways a couple of months ago, I was like, oh, okay. Like time to get another retainer client. Cause you know, then I'm going to, mm-hmm. it's guaranteed money and I kept like applying for things. And I was like, I actually don't really want to do this. Like I went like three rounds of interviews for, for a team that I was kind of like, I don't know that I actually want to be in this anymore. And so I'm like fully, like, I'm not opposed to having clients on retainer. I think there's other ways that I'm going to be pivoting my retainer packages anyway. But Now I'm, I'm fully starting to pivot towards and standing in the energy space of like, I'm a consultant and this is what I do. And I can come in and and step into people's businesses and see that high level overview of like, what are the things that I'm seeing as a strategist that could be shifted or improved upon to ease the flow. And I just had a strategy session yesterday and I was going into it full imposter syndrome being like, what am I doing? Like, I should just be a retainer client, like OBM, like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And as soon as she started telling me like all the the fires and the things that she's like worried about, I dropped into this like calm space of like, Oh yeah, I've got to follow up on this thing. I've got to like ask more questions about this. Like, and we just had two hours of just like, (laughs) and I was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is where I want to be. And I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I pivoted and I stayed true to what I was feeling because it's so easy Mm. when you are feeling anxious about revenue or, being productive or getting clients or whatever, yeah. when you don't know where someone's going to come from, it's like, okay, I'm just going to take what I know. And it's like, nope, that's not the path that I'm on right now.
0: Yeah. We've talked a lot about like on Boxer, you and I have talked a lot about just believing that the thing that is the answer or like whatever you're looking for, it will find you. And it seems to always find you in the Starbucks drive-thru. <laughs> and you, <laughs> you always get emails uh, <laughs> from people who are like, hey, oh
1: my god. It is so, so it's so funny. Every time I'm just like in the drive-thru and I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna check my email because it's a long line. And then it's yeah, like, hey, yeah. we have this thing we want to like ask you about, or like, hey, like can we like have you consult on this thing? And then I always box for you and I'm like, hey, it up again, like, oh my it god. <laughs>
0: yeah. so you know, when in doubt, if you're feeling like an absolute loser, just go to the Starbucks right there and just check your email. See what happens. Um yeah, i I do I do that all the time, but I don't usually check my email. So maybe that's what I'm missing. yeah. i I think that we have had a lot of conversations about. Putting things out there that we need to attract, and then just believing that it'll come. But one one thing that is easy to get like frustrated with with that is it might not be right away, might not be mm-hmm. the next time you go to Starbucks, but it will happen if you keep just in your gut believing that that is what's meant for you, and it could look different when you actually get it but it it what's meant for you will find you right and so we have been talking about we're in our wealthy woman era Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so with like for me what that means is like I have yeah I have numbers that I want to reach obviously but for me it's like a feeling of you know not worrying about when my daughter needs new softball equipment or whatever, like just not really thinking about that and just being like, Oh yeah, let me go out and grab that. Or, or I'm a, I'm a big fan of supporting our local coffee shops mostly because I like to drink their product, but also I don't want to have to feel any kind of way about that. I want to feel good about sharing my wealth with the community and yada, yada. So when we remind ourselves okay we're in our wealthy woman era we feel like shit right now but that's okay because we're in the era and like that's part of it what are things you are telling yourself when you're like questioning or having issues with believing in wwe what What are you telling yourself
1: yeah so (laughs) i'm just seeing, seeing like wrestlers now Hmm. So, something that's been helping me stay on this path is I did a journaling exercise a few weeks ago now of like mm-hmm. me in five years. So I was in mm-hmm. a coffee shop, July twenty twenty eight, and I was like, okay, in past tense, what have I accomplished? And I'm like talking excitedly about the things that have happened in my business, things that have happened in my life, and like where I am now versus where I was in twenty twenty three, and then being able to look at that analytically and be like, okay, if, if I'm asking for X, then I can be doing baby steps with Y. And so like, I can be writing a blog to put out and to to show people who I am and why they should care. I can mm-hmm. be getting on podcasts or I can be, you know, connecting with people in real life or whatever the thing is. And the other piece here is that like, okay, if, if, if I want the energy or I want the, the lifestyle of the wealthy woman, like what would I do? So like what causes would I donate to? And I'm starting to donate to those causes. Like what yeah. things, what would, would I buy for myself? Like, you know, and it's not even just about like the money. And I think you said this, like, it's not about like the number necessarily it is. And yeah. it's not, but it's like, it's the, the feeling, like the feeling of abundance. Like I am not, scared to add guacamole to my chipotle order or hell yeah right like it's it's i just want to be in this place where i'm like yes i'm doing work that i love with clients that i love i'm making the money that i want to make so that i can do the traveling that i want to do i can buy the home that i want to buy it's it's all these things of when you're in scarcity mindset or when you're in survival mindset you don't have the ability to like pull yourself out and be like it's okay like tomorrow is going to be better or different and so it's like just reminding myself that I'm on the path already like money's coming to me it's it's inevitable I'm just going to keep making little steps each day towards my future goal towards where I want to be in my business and in my life and doing the things scared doing the things half ready like sometimes you have to just take a leap of faith and you have to just jump off and be like I know I'm going to catch myself or I can pick myself up after I fall. Like I I believe in myself and my abilities so much that it's inevitable I'm going to be so successful.
0: Yeah, and it's a lot easier to be successful when you have people supporting you along the way. I'm just going to sh- I'm just going to shamelessly plug having friends, uh, you know, go go make friends (laughs) I talked about this in another episode but like my daughter's theory on making friends is so fun and like kids yes they are they are what they are but they're also (laughs) uh, a really good reminder of the simplicity of everything and like why do we make everything complicated it's not Mm -hmm. it just you know anyway but yeah when you're talking about when you're talking about like I'm the kind of person who donates to this cause. I'm the kind of person who, you know, adds yeah, guacamole always. Mm-hmm. Yes. Every time. Um, yeah. And I recently became a person who gets facials and massages because <sighs> that, that was something important. I'd always, yeah. And I had always wanted to be that person because yeah. I know. You know, it's the same thing of if you take care of yourself, you could take care of people better and I just knew that that was something that I really needed to be part of my routine because if I don't, I feel like I have nothing special that's just my own little thing. And I mean, I I guess I could lay in a dark room with spa music <laughs> at home. <laughs> But you know what? I don't have my therapist, DeLa telling me about her family drama and giving me, you know, a micro peel. So it's not the, same. Not the um, same. So it's just not the same. And also, if I was at home, I would 100% would get interrupted. So it's mm-hmm. just not the same. Mommy, um, can you open this for me? Exactly. No, yesterday I was doing one of these and I had to pause it because she came in urgently wanting me to sign her art that she made she wanted me to sign it and I was just like (laughs) this is why I can't do anything except during school so anyways so yeah acting like okay this is the type of person that I want to be. So how can I like incrementally be that person so that it's not (laughs) as far of a jump when I'm actually close, close to being there. And I think the same goes with like saving, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I'm a very bad saver. I love Mm -hmm. buying stuff, but even if I'm just getting in the habit of saving $5 every time I get, you know, or you know 10% whatever it is even right. if i get the habit of doing that every time i get an invoice paid then okay cool i can always increase that as time goes on but at least i'm getting in the habit of doing that Definitely. so yeah that's really that's really good i like what you said about just believing that it's going to happen and that it will all pan out we have talked a lot about season 3
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i'm I love this concept because I'm such a TV person anyway, but there is this concept. If anyone hasn't heard it, there's this concept that we are in just, we're in season three right now of our life. If you watch a show, the office is a perfect example of this because I will die on this hill. Season three of the office is the best. Um, Season one, you're just getting to know everybody. You're figuring it out. Season two, you're still get- getting your footing, but like it's built on what you already know in season one. And finally, season three, everybody's got their own stuff going on. The, the, the characters are super developed, and you know everything is going to work out for them. You know that it is. Even if there's ten more seasons, you know that it's all going to work out. So when you're in in your season three energy it's just all part of the plot like when shit is happening you're like that's okay she's gonna figure it out and she's still gonna end up a winner like at the end Mm -hmm. and so just believing that it's all part of the plot has helped me with so much anxiety lately Mm. yeah 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 yeah.
1: And, and it, I mean, yeah, no, just ditto, ditto to all that. It's yeah. we're not supposed to, to know how things are going to turn out. And, you know, again, that's the same mm-hmm. thing as a TV show. Like you don't know how it's going to ever end. And mm-hmm. I was talking to a friend, I was doing a voice memo the other day and I was reflecting on like my time in LA and like the life that I thought I was going to have when I was 10 and 12 and in high school and like thought I was going to be married and babies and and all the things. And I was like, the life that I have created for myself is so much bigger than the life I ever dreamt I could have. And like, you know, that like the writers took this whole other turn and they were like, Oh, this is the other actual like thing that you're going to do. And it's, it's been so fun to let it unfold naturally. And like, there's no pressure anymore. It's just like, okay, I'm going to just like yes. do what feels good in this moment and working towards this goal that I have for my life and also being flexible enough to be like, oh, there's another thing I get to do. Like, great, let's pivot. Yeah. And the other thing about like the wealthy woman era is like you said, you talked about saving and there's also the, they all, they look for deals or like, I, I'm a wealthy woman that looks for deals. Like, I don't want to just, you know, necessarily pay full price on, on these things or blow my money. Oh, on yeah. A first class ticket to Europe. Like I'm I love deal. to hire. Yeah. I'm going to Ireland because someone was selling their voucher for half the price. So I got my round trip ticket for like $317. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, that that's the kind of wealthy woman that I want to be is the one that's responsible with, with my money and also gets to do all the things that I want to do. And yeah, and just being open mm-hmm. to the pivots whenever
0: they present themselves. Well, cause I mean, there's, there's wealth with money, duh. Then there's wealth with like uncommitted time. That Mm -hmm. you just have available to you. So when. I feel like there's another one. Well we're just going to talk about money and time. Oh energy. But but for like money and time. Okay cool. So I feel like I'm wealthy. If I have nothing to do. Mm -hmm. I love that. I want nothing to Mm do. And I don't want to be worrying about what I should be doing. Instead of nothing. Mm -hmm. So uncommitted time. For me is as valuable as the money aspect Mm -hmm. of it and i think that when you get to go buy that ticket to ireland and know that you can go on that trip without like worrying about what am i like i'm not what am i supposed to be doing instead of going on this trip that's wealthy to me so yeah so i think that that's a great example and i'm it's easy to get caught up in I need to make this much money I need to have a 10K month. Okay, mm-hmm. well that's a that's a whole other thing that I kind of feel like resistance to is when you have 10K months. Okay, what if what if we just stop worrying about the month and mm. what if we just think like overall I would love to have well, okay. So that's 120K a 120 K year. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, I would love to have a hundred k a year. We'll just keep it simple. Yay. Okay. So what are some things that you can do to make that happen over the course of a inherently cyclical system? Like it is not, I don't think it's a realistic expectation to be like, I make 10K every month, unless mm-hmm. you sell something specific, you have a huge um, audience, you have a very established, you know, whatever, maybe you have a membership and then you know, you're going to be making that much money. Okay, great. But for someone who's trying to find their footing and like reach that first really big income level. Yeah. I think that it's easy to get wrapped up in like, I have to have a 10 K month <laughs> and then I have to do it again. Cause then once you have one, you're like, I have to do this
1: again. Uh-huh.
0: So then uh-huh. I'm like, cool.
1: Yeah. you know, It's, it's the gold standard. And I'm, I'm not entirely sure like when it became the gold standard, but to your mm. point, exactly on another podcast I was on, we talked about like seasons and there are obviously like physical seasons outside and there are seasons in your business there are seasons when you're just supposed to be like hibernating kind of like creating or not creating necessarily but like just like kind of like resting and getting your energy back and then there's times where new things come out and to your point like having it be like I have to get this every single month is not realistic and like Some people can do that very easily and that's wonderful and so great for them. But if you are putting all this pressure on yourself to reach this number because you think it's going to mean something about you or it's going to like show people that you're worthy or like be some kind of ego boost, like if it's creating more stress to have to maintain this thing, then it's in my world, it's not worth it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not worth it. I would rather have more time Um... and energy. And energy. Yeah. Because that's, that's something that I think that everybody runs into though is okay, cool. So now I have all these clients and you know, like if you are first starting and let's say you're a service provider, you're like, okay, yay. I have all these clients. Now I have no time because I am working constantly. And then there's a phase of oh, I should raise my prices because I'm busy. I'm booked or whatever. Okay. I raise my prices. That feels weird. Sometimes good. Sometimes not good. And then I'm still booked. Like, yes, now I'm making more money, but I'm now working still more than I would like to. And then there's a, yeah. So finding that balance is just very, like you have to, it's all, it's, oh, it's going to get ugly before it gets cute. And that's something that I really didn't want to accept. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> I just wanted it to be cute right out the bat, like a baby, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Tell me a little bit about your, the, the ups and downs, but mostly like, I know I've asked you. What's the most unhinged thing you've done? And I have to say, it cracked me up when you said, I looked up the definition of unhinged. I don't think I've done with it. I was like, I was like, that is the most you thing I've ever heard. The fact that you wanted to be the dictionary definition. And I would encourage you to ignore whatever it is that you looked up. <laughs> because i'm gonna look at them right now
1: yeah i was like okay, okay i'm just gonna be real real deranged like yeah yeah i was like i think i play it pretty oh much my the gosh. best here
0: <laughs> so yeah so it says so it says deranged but i think that there is a level of like delusional confidence that you have to have and that's kind of where i'm going with this whole yeah. thing you have to be delusional about how sure you are of yourself you might not know what you're going to be offering all mm. the time. Like you mm-hmm. might switch that around and do something a little a little wacky. But the the recurring theme is that you still believe that this is meant for you. Mm. Like this life
1: Okay. Delusional. I can get on board with it. I think I'm delusional 90% of the time. So the latest iteration of that delusion was, I just woke up one day and was like, I want to call in X amount of money in the business. Actually, it was like the Mm. night before I slept on it. And the next morning I had like an idea and I just like told two people, three people, four people. And all of a sudden, like I made that, mo- I made over the amount of money that I had wanted to make, but it was like the easiest, most intuitive marketing or like achieving the thing that I had asked for, because I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like this is what I want. I'm going to personally go to a couple people that maybe could use it. Maybe they aren't going to want to want it and whatever. And More often than not, I I was received with like a, oh yeah, this is what I want. Like, oh yeah, this is the perfect time for this. And it was kind of like, I sat there and I was like, why was that easy? Like that was so simple. And I think it's, you know, it's a little bit of, I I went to the people who were the warmest people in my circle or who had already kind of expressed down the line, I think this is something that I want to do. I came up with something that felt really good to me and they were like, oh yeah, this is great. Like, sure. This sounds wonderful. And I was like, wow, that was really fun. And I like, I think I messaged you and I think I messaged another friend and I was like, yeah, that was the easiest thing I've ever done in my life. And I'm so excited about the work I get to go do. Like, I was like, Whoa, this is amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, why, why isn't it always like, why is it so simple? And no one's talking about this. And I think that it's because manifesting stuff like that doesn't work if you don't actually believe it could work. Mm -hmm. And that's why it doesn't work for everybody. So I had the same, I had the same thing happen to me where we were like, we, you and I, I think we're talking about what you know what we were up to next and i was like yeah i just really oh i know i bought my car yeah (laughs) so i went in for an oil change and i came out with a new car and as 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 that happens as one does as one does it's very normal (laughs) so you know this car was an absolute upgrade from the one i had and the payment shows Mm -hmm. and i was like oh I don't want to make this payment, but I really do want this car. So that happened. And then I, I did something else. I I bought something else for my house, I think. And I was just like, woof, I've, I've been buying some things. So I would like to, you know, bring that back in. And Mm -hmm. it was, I can't remember the exact numbers that I was like looking for, but I, within the next week a project came my way and I charged what I want, you know, I, I charged what I wanted for it, but Mm -hmm. it ended up being twice as much as what I was trying to Mm -hmm. bring back, you know? Mm -hmm. And when that happened, I was like, well, why don't we just always do this? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so, it's so intuitive, like you said, and I have a really big annual goal that I want Mm. to reach. I set for myself for, for next summer and I write it in the shower steam every day. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I don't shower every day. Every time I shower, (laughs) I write it in the shower steam. (laughs) Get real honest over here, huh? Does anyone shower? Okay. We don't have to answer that, but yeah. So, so I write it in the shower seat and I have just started doing this so much that now it's like, when I get in there, I'm like, I'm supposed to be doing something. It's just like washing my hair. It's just, it's something else that I do when I'm in there because I believe that that is coming for me. And I just have to keep reminding myself because if I don't, write it down or I don't do something every day that reminds me of it I'll forget I'll lose sight of it and I'll get distracted and then I won't like do anything that brings me closer to it do you know do you have any rituals or anything like weird like that
1: (laughs) I think it's still it's it's very new still for me so yeah one of like the things I wrote down for my five year like in five years was I want to be considered an expert in my field. And so I was like, okay, like, so if I am an expert, like, what does that mean for me? Um, Like, what, mm. what does an expert do? And so I've been committing myself to posting blogs every week. And so I've done this for like seven weeks. And, you know, like, they might not be like my favorite necessarily or like fully there, but like, it's the consistency for me. It's like showing up yeah. consistently for myself is showing. And like, and I was telling someone the other day, I was like, my, vocabulary has expanded because now I'm like I'm like looking for other words so I'm not just repeating like and you know whatever just I I want things to sound like me but they also I want them to be fully formed you know cohesive sentences which sometimes I don't speak in cohesive sentences so it's it's just the showing up consistent consistently for myself on this path of like okay where where am I looking towards And so I love that for you, that you have this ritual that you do every day to like visualize it and to be like, yep, this is where I'm heading. And it uh, also goes to show that there are so many different ways people can call these things in or like ways that feel best for them. Like for me, it's action steps for you with just seeing it. And I think that's amazing. It's so fun.
0: Yeah. I, I also, I forgot about this. I also have my phone. Passcode is the same thing, mm. so yeah. So that has been really, really fun, and i t- I I changed it, and my husband, you know, my husband like knows how to get into my phone, and so he tried to ch- to open it one day, and he was like, "Why you change your password?" And I was like, "No, no, no, it's not like that. It's just because I'm gonna make a bunch of money." <laughs> and he was like, "All right, I'm on board." <laughs> so. So like anywhere I can remind myself that that's the, that's the goal. And then one day I'll change it to something, whatever my new goal is, but right. um, that's, what's been working for me. And I really love that you said consistency in showing up in whatever way you've decided, which for you is blogs. For me, I've been trying, I've been emailing my list every week, which has been so why don't, why didn't I do that for such a long time? I took like a pretty hunky break where I did not yeah. do that. So yeah, it's just showing yourself that you are putting in whatever the work, whatever the work is for you to actually achieve those goals. Because I think manifesting something and doing nothing about it is why people don't believe in
1: manifesting. Well, but that's it exactly. So I had gotten a very like not fully formed definition of manifesting way back when I started my business. So it was like, just hold the thing in your mind and then it's going to come to you. And for me, that doesn't work. Like for me, I need to like know where I'm going and do the action steps because that's my process because when I would just hold it, like I have it in my spreadsheet from that first year when I was tracking my invoices and expenses and whatever, I had like what I wanted to make. And like, I got all analytical mm. with it of like, okay, after taxes, it's going to be this amount or before taxes can be this amount. And so I was looking at it recently and I was like, oh, I didn't make close to that because like, for me, like I, I said it and forget it, you know, like I put it out there and yeah. then I was like, it's going to just come to me. And that was not how it works for me or things work for me.
0: Totally. And it could pot. be something else. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we love a crock pot, trust me, but uh-huh. it doesn't work that way with things that you need to show up in your life. But I think too, it could work for all kinds of different, like I know I know we're talking a lot about money, but I it could work for other things. It could work for a person that you want to connect with or like finding that, you know, business confidant person. It could find that could be something to mm-hmm. manifest. It could be, it could be, well, if if for some reason somebody listening, doesn't already have their own business, it could be that opportunity to finally go and launch. It could be getting, you know, that client that you've been really needing Mm -hmm. to show up in your life or whatever. Mm -hmm. I had my husband, I've been putting this kind of (laughs) vibe out there that there's this company I really want him to try to work for. Mm -hmm. And I think that they are just super aligned with who he is and where he's trying to go next. And something happened at his current work and it just, it was like the final straw for him. And he was just like, I'm out. And he walked, this other place happens to be across the street. So he walked across the street and he was like, hi, I just want to talk to you guys and let you know that I'm like interested in what you do and I want to learn. And they were very receptive to it immediately. I mean, they know him already, but they were very receptive to him being a part of learning what they do. And I was just like, "That's, that's what I mean when I say that sometimes things just have to be shitty so that you can overcome it. And then you're not going to reach whatever the whatever your next episode is you're not going to know what that is until the conflict from the other one is resolved so right. yeah so i just really i like to remind myself of things like that but i loved this oh yeah we've gone way over i've loved this of course because we talk almost every day anyway but if somebody wants to hang out with you break through some some roadblocks what should they do
1: yeah so you can find me on my website inspiredvirtualcollaborations.com I have my signature strategy session where it's like the best place for new people to like jump in and then we kind of dive into all the things so it's a good overview for me I really am able to provide like high level strategy with that and then subsequent strategy sessions are we dig into one topic and we just go deep with it. It's really fun. It's really transformational. It works so well. And it's just so much fun to be part of it. I'm also working on optimizing my LinkedIn. I was told for so many years to, to go on LinkedIn and I was so resistant, but then I was like, I don't want to be really on Instagram. So LinkedIn is where I hang out. So come find me there. And yeah, I also do some connection calls. So. Just reach out to me and let's see what magic we can create together.
0: Nice. Yeah, we'll definitely have the links in the noty notes down there. And okay, cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. This has been so fun. Let's do it again sometime. I know. I loved it. Thank you so much for having me on. It's so much fun. Of course. Big Santa. This episode is sponsored by the Unhinged Biz. Membership. Now, this is a membership that I created as a spawn to this podcast because I was having so much fun interviewing people about what shouldn't be working but is and what rules they're breaking and how they're making bank while doing things in a way that typically would be considered a little out there. So if you're somebody who is either a brand new business owner or maybe you're like about to launch your business and you're feeling a little bit lost, a little bit, what's my next step? This is for you. If you have been in business for a while and you still feel like you haven't figured it out, like things just are not clicking and you wanna know how to create offers, funnels, consistency, clarity, flexibility, freedom, all of those things, this is for you. If you're an established business owner who is now finding yourself at a place where you want to pivot and maybe speak to a different audience or totally, you know, overhaul your offers or pivot your niche, whatever it is, this is for you too. This membership is designed so that no matter how you like to communicate, no matter how you like to get support, no matter how you want to work you have options and you have the ability to really create a business that you cannot wait to show up for every day without feeling like you have to figure everything out alone. Okay. I'm obsessed with this. I want you to be obsessed with it too, if it feels right for you. So go check it out and I hope to see you inside.